So last week we began the discussion of Amir Lanachri, of having a non-Jew do Malachar for you on Shabbos, and the Chayadim introduced with the Pasuk of that no malacha should be done for us on Shabbos. Now the classic example of a malacha being done for us on Shabbos is when I ask a non-Jew to please turn on the light for me on Shabbos. On Shabbos itself, I'm asking for for uh, for some help for a malacha to be done on Shabbos. So that clearly is usher. However, the Chayadim says when if you if it's done before Shabbos, you give work to a non-Jew prior to Shabbos, you bring your shirt to the dry cleaners, you give your office staff some work to do on the weekend, so that might be mutter. However, there are eight considerations, and and he listed off eight things to consider prior to saying, yes, it's mutter to do this before Shabbos, and if someone's a rav, or you're figuring out how to act in your own world, in your business, in your home. So these are the eight considerations that must be taken into account. So last week we got into the first one, which was that it cannot be done. It cannot The work cannot be done in your own home. If it's done in, in the house of a Yisrael, so then that would be Maris Ayin. The Ramam explains that it, it looks like you're doing, you did business on Shabbos, you asked the guy to do Malach you on Shabbos, and not only does it apply in your own home, even if the Nachri is taking things out of my house on Shabbos, so that's a problem. It looks like I sent him on a mission, or if it's Kalim that, that work is done with, Malacha, so then it looks like I asked him to go mow my lawn or mow his lawn, something, or I sold him something on Shabbos. So that was issue number one, making sure it's not taking place in one's own home. Issue number two, we'll uh, combine a little bit you know, with issue number three, because before you get into the second detail, you have to just know a little background. And the third detail, we're going to expand on the problem of one's home, which would, which was the concern of Maris Ayin, that it looks like the Nachri is doing Malacha for you, that you specifically asked him to do it on Shabbos. So, in a similar way, we'll see the next two, two conditions uh, continue that theme. So, before we get into Bayes, there's a a background in halacha, which is very important in general, to know the differences between different contracts, different different uh, employee-employer agreements. And the truth is, I have a uh, background in accounting, Turo College. So, in the in the world of taxes, there's a difference between a 1099 and a W-2. So it's not exactly the same breakdown that we're going to discuss here, but it's a similar concept where there's something called a schir yoyim. A schir yoyim means an employee that is schir, he's hired for the yoyim, for the day. He gets paid by the hour. He gets paid for his time. Uh, cleaning help, or uh, even uh, even people in in, uh, in in the medical profession, profession, they might be a nurse, they might get paid $40 an hour, $50 an hour. You're giving someone X amount of dollars per hour of work, so then that would be considered a schir yoyim, hired for the day. That's one category. Another category is called a kablon. A kablon means they accept it upon themselves to do the job. An example of this would be your uh, your post po- uh, your uh, your mailman, postal service, dry cleaning. Yeah, you gave them a job to do. They tell you X amount of dollars for the job. You don't pay them based on how long it took. Now, they might figure out a price based on that, but there's price for the job. So in halacha, it's broken down between are you paying the person for time or are you paying for the work? When you're paying for time, that's called a schir yaim. Easy to remember, schir yaim, hired for the day. 
then we are much more machmir regarding Shabbos. We'll get to it when we discuss the third condition. So in, in, the, in the coming shiurim, we'll get to exactly why. But you can already see that when a person is doing work for the, by, by, the, by the time, by the hour, so there's more of a relationship with the, with the, with the day. So if you're working on Shabbos, so let's say I hire, I hire someone I pay him by the hour, so he's going to give me his timesheet that he worked on Shabbos. So, so now it looks like I, I told him to work on Shabbos, more so than when I have a cobbler, someone who's a cobbler, the, the easy way to remember it is is, is uh, be macabre to accept something so he accepted upon himself to fix my suit I give it to him on Tuesday I pick it up 10 days later my suit is fixed he, ha- he might have done it on Shabbos I have no clue and I don't care when he did it he's not going to tell me when he did it because I couldn't care less as opposed to the he's going to very well tell me that he worked on Shabbos because he wants to get paid for every hour possible so based on this we're going to see there are many differences in halacha and this comes up uh, you know, in, in business today, and the details are very important. Who do we consider a shiriyam and who do we consider a kablan? And is your office staff, if you're running a law firm and you give your your uh, your secretary some work to take to take home with them over the weekend, and they do work on Shabbos, is that a problem? Well, do you how do you pay them? Do you pay them by the hour? Do you pay them salary for the year? And you assume they work a, a certain amount of hours a week. What about overtime? Can I pay someone overtime? They're working on on Shabbos. And I'm paying them specifically for working on Shabbos. Isn't that a problem of Sechariyam? So we'll have to get to these as we as we continue the uh, this 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 uh, discussion when we get to the fourth. Sorry, the the third con- consideration when allowing a mule anachri prior to Shabbos. So let's backtrack. We're going to assume for that for the rest of this year we're only dealing with a kablan. A kablan, someone I told him do this work for me and I'll pay I'll pay for the job. So the halacha is a kablan is much more lenient and typically it's mutter. Since the person as long as he's not doing it in my house, we know that that's the first rule. Can't do it in my house. Since I told him, you know, do this job for me, he could do whatever he wants. If he does it on Shabbos, that has nothing to do with me. So this invokes the concept of adate dinafshe, where Anachri is doing it for himself. And if you go back to the Pasuk we said, the Pasuk was that which, which, which would mean work cannot be done for you, for the Yisrael. But if the Nachri is doing it for himself, that's not Aser. So when it comes to Kablanas, the Nachri himself is doing it. He wants to finish a job quickly. I, he knows he's getting paid. He, has to, he wants to finish a job at a certain point. That's why he decides to do it on Shabbos. But if he wanted, he could have done it on Sunday. He could have done it on Friday. He could have done it two weeks later. That's called Kablanas. That's why it's Mother. Typically. So, before we get to that, there's a condition which is found here in Klal Gimel, Halacha Gimel. This is the second condition. It's called Katsats. Katsats means you had to have set a price. If you didn't set a price in advance, then when the Nachri does it, he doesn't know if he's for sure going to get paid. So then it looks like he's doing it for you as a shlichus, as opposed to on his own, knowing he's getting paid, he's going to do it for himself because he wants to get paid. That's Found in the Gemara. So where's this Gemara? So the Mishnah had told us on Yudzayin and Mabez, the Mishnah says that Beishamai held that a person cannot bring his eyes, you can't bring your leather, you can't bring your clothing to the dry cleaners before Shabbos because they're going to do the Malachar here on Shabbos. And Beishil is Matir Nimashamash. As long as it's still day, you're allowed to bring your cleaners uh, in on Friday. 
So the Gemara on Yetesim and Aleph says the brings the following brisa. Tana Rabbanan, Ein Meshalchin Egeres Biyanachri Erev Shabbos Elim Kein Koytitz Loidamen. A person is not allowed to send a letter with a Nachri, your, uh, your 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 postman. You can't send a letter with him unless you Koytitz Loidam. You have a set price. If you didn't have a set price, you're not allowed to send a letter with him before Shabbos. Comes along Taisvis. Divrei Hamas Ella, he says, Masnisa Nami, our Mishnah of the Neustin Kalim giving your Kalim, giving your, your suit to the dry cleaners. Virus Labdan, that's also discussing specifically when you were Kaitates, when you gave a, a price, when there's a fixed price. So then you're allowed to use their services, even if they might end up doing it on Shabbos. But since there's a fixed price for this work, it's uh, again, it's Kablanus, they're getting paid for the job whether it's sending a letter in the mail, sending a shipment on UPS, dry cleaning, bringing your, uh, your, your t- going to the tailor, all those things would be cut at, there's a set price, and therefore it will be mutter to bring this item to the Nachri prior to Shabbos. So, many cases, again, dry cleaning, again, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, so dry cleaning wasn't always a set price, but assuming you have a set price, the, the uh, place can say, what if you, there's no set price, meaning you, you look at the store, there's no menu that tells you exactly how much each thing is. So the price can say that, let's say in this industry, that the, uh, the price is, is told to you upon the completion of the job. And when you hire this team to do the work for you, you're going to pay their standard, their, their standard rates. So an example would be web design or printing or other services where people have a similar price, you call the guy up, you say, okay, I need this and this to be done for me, and you assume you're going to get an invoice next week. Sometimes you want to you know, negotiate the price, but typically you're going to go with whatever rate they give you. So the halach is, that is also considered katsats. So far, so good. So in order for me to have this done for me on Shabbos, now again, we're going to see that you can't ask them to do it for you on Shabbos, but... Let's assume I gave it to him on Tuesday. I need it in a few days. Do whenever you want. As long as the Nachri knows he's going to get paid and he's not getting paid by the hour, he's getting paid for the job, that would be mutter. Another question is, what if the Nachri says, I'll do it for free? I'll do it for free. I like you. No problem. So the Mishnah says that if he comes, you see this in the Chayadim as well, if he himself comes and says, I'm happy to do it for you for free, so we know that nothing in life is free, there's no such thing as a gift. It's really a trade. So if the, the Nachri volunteers to say, yeah, sure, I'll do it for free, it must be because the Yid already had given him something prior to this, and it's just, you know, payback uh, for, for the good deed that the Yid had, did, had done for him, and that will be mutter as well. That will be considered that you paid him in advance. There is, a, there is a dispute. What if the Yisrael requests openly, explicitly, can you please do me a favor and deliver this somewhere? So on one hand, one could argue, yeah, but there's still a trade. There's, you know, he's going to get a favor back at some point. On the other hand, here, he, the, the went out of his way and he asked him for it. So it could be there is no hana that the Nachri will receive back for this. So therefore, the Chayadam says, we should be machmer. The Mishabru says, if you need to, so tell the, tell the Nachri, I'll give you something. I'll, I'll take you out for coffee, you know, next week. So tell him something that he'll be getting a hana. And even if he ends up doing it for you on Shabbos, let's say you know someone's driving from one city to another city, and you need a, a package delivered. So you ask him, can he do this for me? He might do this for you on Shabbos, but 
tell him, I'll get you coffee, snacks are on me, something like that, so that he's getting something in return for doing this for you. So, th- this is the heter part of it. When it's katzat ledamav, you have this heterim. The question is the flip side. What if I did not set a price? An example, that Hornim discusses. Let's say I, told, I, I tell the guy, uh, my worker, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll pay you. And he doesn't know if I'm going to pay him. I'm not, I don't always pay my bills, right? Something like that. So if he's not confident that he's going to get paid, what's the halacha? Or if there's no set price, there's no standard. You told me I'll take care of you, but there's no set price. And that was actually the situation in the times of the Gemara regarding... A uh, the postman. There was no set price. There wasn't the United States Postal Service where you had, you know, regulated prices, which are cheap, but they didn't have that. So, in that case, you don't have this heter of katzat, and it gives off the impression of mechzi kishluch. It looks like a shliach. So tomorrow we'll discuss what do you do in that situation.